Howdy, partners. How many times have you gotten on your mount only to discover it's dead? Well, that'll never happen when you get a genuine foul pox mechanical chicken. Here at Foul Pox, we build mounts to last. To take this model, for instance, why you'll never find a more reliable and solid mount than the C2000 Club. That's pure leather seating there, ladies and gents. An undercoating is included absolutely free here at Foul Pox. We won't try to scam you with a lot of extras that other mount dealers try for. No, sir, and no, ma'am. When you're here, you're family, and we know how to treat family, you know what I mean? We won't pressure you into those fancy bits like brakes and turn signals. Who needs all that crap? We give you only what you need at a price you can afford. Why? Just listen to this completely random, I said completely random, customer had to say. My mounts were always getting poisoned. Then I came to Falpox Mechanical Chicken Emporium, and wow, what a difference. My mechanical chicken has not given me any trouble and run so quiet, I do not know it is turned on. Thanks, Falpox. Would you say Falpox Mechanical Chicken Emporium is the best bulk gold can buy? I would say Falpox Mechanical Chicken Emporium is the best that gold can buy. Is that right, Uncle Val? (laughs) Boy, you can't beat testimony like that, folks. No more your mountains getting sick. No more of them pulling up on the side of the road to take a snooze. No more of them caterwauling and pestering you to go play ball. At Falpox, we give you a mount you can trust. And here's your guarantee. If you aren't satisfied with your mechanical chicken, if it don't perform just the way I said, well, I'll take that chicken back from you. That's right. I'll take that mechanical chicken right back from you. No questions asked and i'll go one better get ready for this folks not only will i take back your chicken i'll charge you for a new one a brand new one who else could make such an offer so come on down to foul pockets and bring the kitties our mechanical chickens love children especially around lunchtime come see us at foul pockets mechanical chicken emporium today on the corner of the big boulder and tall tree and right away in style and proud sponsor of and welcome to for the horde radio this is episode 19 Thank you to everyone for downloading and listening to all our new, if we have new listeners, thank you for giving us a try, and to all our old listeners, thank you for coming back. I have done an experiment. Not exactly what you were expecting to hear, was it? I didn't think so. Yes, I have. I have done an experiment. And this is an experiment I have wanted to do for a while now. And I've been waiting for Big V to come along and help me with this experiment. Unfortunately, Big V has been involved with this thing called real life. I don't know. I never heard of it either, but he he claims that's what he's doing. So I had to do this experiment by myself. And what the experiment consists of is I wanted to run an alliance and a horde character, same class, but I wanted to run them kind of neck and neck. 
for a few levels because I wanted to see what are we talking about? Because often on this show, we have brought up differences. I know I have talked about, you know, Blizzard and them seeming to blatantly favor the Alliance when it comes to certain things. And some of you who have played both sides have written in and said, well, yes. And some say, well, no. And some say, well, it depends. Well, I wanted to know for myself. We appreciate the info. We appreciate the feedback. But I am one. I got to try it myself. So I went in by myself because Big V was... Never mind. And I rolled. I rolled a Draenei Hunter. Female, by the way. I could not deal with the octopus squid face thing there. Females were tolerable. And I rolled, just to be even, I rolled a female Blood Elf Hunter on a totally different server than the one I usually play. I rolled, I picked a new server. I, I did pick a, you know, a normal, you know, PvE server. I was not up for the PvP challenge just yet. Because this was about, I, I wanted to see, I, I wanted to see for myself, tit for tat, if we run the same class of the two most new races. I mean, by this point, they're not new, but they're newer than anything else. What are the differences, if any? Let me see. And I ran a hunter, of course, because I'm very familiar with the hunter. And what I didn't need was in the process of this experiment to be going, now, what button do I press to kill this? I didn't need that. I know how the, I know how it works. Because I didn't want to, that wasn't the purpose of the experiment. So I did this. And I ran both to level 20. And believe me, it doesn't take long anymore. It does not take long anymore to get your character to 20. I didn't run the past that. I, I stopped at 20. It was like, this is enough information to relay my data to you. So what did I find out? I'm sure you're dying to know. You're sitting there on the edge of your seat going, yes, Andy, and what did you find out? Here is what I found out. Blizzard is subtle when it comes to, shall we say, showering the Alliance with ease? They're subtle about it. What do I mean? Well, I what I mean is, it's not like, okay, go kill that squirrel. Oh, you ding two levels. It's not like that. No, you still have to do X, you know, kill eight of this, gather eight. You know, that's one thing I did notice, which I never really paid attention to before. It was kind of like, okay, do it until it says complete. Blizzard is hung up on the number eight for some reason. Have you noticed this? They want eight. They don't want five. They don't want ten. They want eight. I don't know. Is that like some number for them? I, it's kind of strange or six but anyway i just minor thing that i found hmm they want a lot of eight things so but anyway so i it's not like they hand it to you you still got to do all the same thing on the alliance that you have to do on the horde here are the differences that now that i noticed and the first one <laughs> the first one I noticed was, uh, well, not the first one, but one I will bring up first because this is how I'm going. They have, as any, you know, even in Barons, they have this, they have that elite guy you got to go kill. There's always some elite guy, which is fine. I don't, that's fine. Here's the difference. I noticed out in, on Alliance territory side, they get help. They get NPC help. And in, in particular, uh, the particular quest I'm thinking of, don't ask me a name. Are you crazy? You think I know what a name is? No, no. I can't remember the horde names. I just know what happens. And what happened was this was the end of a long chain. Very standard. You know, you gotta kill X number of these. And when you do, you pick up the secret note that somebody had on them. And you turn it into so-and-so. And then he sends you off to investigate what's it. And you come back and report. And blah, 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 blah. Ends with the elite guy. The elite guy was a level 18 elite. 
And what the quest said was, okay, go find him. He is out somewhere here. He is out somewhere in this forest. Go find him. When you find him, fire off this flare. And one of our people will come and assist you in beating him down. You didn't actually have to kill this one. You had to just beat him down to almost dead. Now, let us shift for a moment to the Ghostlands, just for a moment, and let us look upon that wanted poster that I'm sure many of you have, have, have looked upon out in the Ghostlands, out in Tranquillian, that says, go kill these two big undead guys. 21 elites, both of them. They meander around. One goes up and down the freaking dead scar. The other one goes up, goes up and down a damn road. They're all over the They're 21 elite. And you're doing quests when you're 13 and these guys are showing up. I don't recall now uh, anyone giving me a flare telling me... Here, when you find him, shoot this off and we'll come and help. I don't remember that, and uh, I still don't remember that having done it very recently again. There was no flare, there was no smoke signal, there, was, there, there wasn't even a mechanical squirrel to help me. So, yeah, slightly different. This is what I mean when I say it's subtle. It's very subtle. Now, I am going to tell you a, a fun story that happened to me while I was doing this particular quest as a free knight. And we'll get to some other differences in a minute, not just as far as what I think Blizzard does, but as far as actual players, because this was kind of, it was a unique experience. But a funny story is, while I was going to find this 18 elite guy on a horse, fine, I'm 16 or something, as an aside, I'm doing like, look at this, an aside and an aside, I'm doing an aside. I found I was really le more careless with the Draenei than I was with the Blood Elf. <laughs> it was like if I went into a hostile territory with the Blood Elf Hunter, I'm a little cautious. Anyone in my guild knows I'm a very cautious player because I don't like to die. I hate running back to my body. It offends me. I have said this. It offends me. I don't like dying. It bugs me. It's just like nails on a chalkboard. I don't like dying. And so I was kind of, you know, a little bit cautious with my blood elf. You know, kind of looking over my shoulder a little bit more. When it came to the drain night, I could care less. It was really a mentality thing. I just dove her into stuff that I would never, ever have attempted with any of my horde characters. So that was a little interesting, I found. Uh, but anyway, so she's like 16 and I'm kick drop kicking her 17 into this elite quest. And it's saying group. I'm like, ah, we can do it by ourselves. So I'm following the guy. I see him coming. He walks slow. Walks slow down the road. So you have time to run to get ahead of him. Make sure you clear out the stuff on the side so that when you fight him, you know, you don't aggro trash mobs. Okay. And I'm there and I'm lining up and I got, you know, everything ready. Because I'm playing the character. I'm playing it, you know. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not running her out there with the stick and she's got yodel pants but you know I'm, I'm treating them i'm trying to do this very objectively treat both characters the same as far as gear and everything else so she's getting ready to do this and just as i'm getting ready to like all right he's coming closer he's taking his time he's stopping i get flashed in my face so and so has challenged you to a duel <laughs> if if i could my character would have turned her head to look at this guy and go what are you doing i decline as i will if anyone does that to me 
on any side. I hate when they throw up that in your face. I hate it. Guild requests, group requests, dual requests. When they don't talk to you first and just throw that up in your face, to me it is the rudest freaking thing you can do. It's very, it's rude. It's essentially walking up to me and putting your poster in my face going, here, look. Drives me nuts. Anyway. And so I decline. I'm like, I got this guy in sight. I finally freaking find him. Get away from me. And he, he's a paladin and starts with the chicken and oh, and teasing and this. So I kind of look at him and I say, uh, give me a minute, one minute. And the guy's in range and I throw up my flare and the NPC shows up out of nowhere and starts to beat on him. And I send my pet in and I start wailing on him and he goes down in about, mm, five seconds. Granted, there was the NPC helping, but I will say, like I said, I spec the hunters the exact same way, by the way. For every, you know, it was tit for tat. Nobody was different. So she, and of course, I'm specking the marksmanship, as I know, you know, this is what I'm comfortable with as a hunter. And he went down very quickly. I mean, boom, boom, gone. You know, quest over, complete. And then I look at the paladin and I say, okay, now you want to duel? And he didn't say anything and just walked away. So it made me snicker just a little. But anyway, like, I will clean your clock, you little pally. That many of yours has got to run out at some point. And if it doesn't, I'll make sure I beat the snot out of you before you can get a heel off. I will concussive shot your ass. Anyway, so that was just a small thing that made me chuckle. But yeah, uh, on the Alliance side, they have NPC assistance with this, including one of the final quests that you're doing. There's always that last quest that you finally get to. You get to the final quest after a lot of back. It's usually after a long chain. And this one entailed going into said stronghold where there's a bunch of elites and sort of like an escort, but a lot more fast moving and a little different. You had to go with this NPC to here was my mistake. Now keep in mind, I had never played a drain eye to this level before ever i've never played i think an alliance to this level period i've messed around just to kind of see it's like hmm, what's this about oh this looks boring oh there are there are night elves everywhere i'm out of here so i had never played one so everything to me out in this area was brand new it was actually a very unique experience to walk into an area and go i don't have the slightest idea where to go i don't know where anything is i don't know what the hell is out here so it was kind of a, in a way it was kind of neat it's like oh yeah i remember this feeling Feeling? Say now, this is kind of interesting. But okay, fine. So, uh, but there is a downside to not knowing what the hell happens, and this was one of them. I go out to deliver a message to somebody who has a. There's two of them. There's one with an exclamation point and one with a question mark. Well, I take the question mark first, and this is my mistake. Now, I don't know. I'm sure other people do this too. You don't actually read the quest when you take it. You just kind of accept it you don't actually read it first i'm really bad for that because i'll accept it and then it's like okay you know then i'll take my time and read it i probably shouldn't do that and i did it in this particular case i went okay here's your quest all right oh you have a follow-up for me yeah of course you do okay fine accept and then i see one of those you know okay let's go what let's go where oh crap and he runs off he actually ran and the drain eye runs off and i went oh Wrap and you know, then you flip open your quest book real quick and go finding the quest and go, What the hell did I just say yes to? So I go charging it again. By the way, this was another like group quest, which I would if it was a my blood elf or any of my horde characters, I probably would have been. Ooh, I think we're gonna just uh, abandon this for now, but no, for this one, I just say, Here, drop kicker in there, go ahead. 
So I chase after him, and it actually, in essence, was kind of a cool quest. You got this NPC, you gotta storm the stronghold, you gotta protect him while he's doing God knows freaking what, you get to the end boss, but again, you had NPC assistance. Tell me where that is on the Horde side, because I have never seen that, let me clarify, levels 1 through 20 now, or actually 10 through 20. You know, the, the grammar school section of leveling. Never! There are several elite guys out in the Ghostlands, which I know, you don't get help with them, you gotta get a group. No NPC walks up and says, okay, let's go! What the hell is this? So it was subtle in that respect. Now here's something else that I was a little miffed about. Once I had finished this, which by the way, surprisingly, she made it. I don't know how, because I actually died once, and I'm like, ah, crap. And I go running back to the corpse, and actually the NPC was still alive, so the quest didn't fail. <laughs> okay, you finish it, you down the big boss lady, the NPC says to you, go report back to so-and-so and tell him the deed you have done. You have done it. Okay. I go back to the, the town, you know, the equivalent of Tranquillian, and I go back there, and I see the guy, and I go in the building, and I say, hey, I did it. Whatever the hell it was, I did it. You know, give me my money. Give me my, my scarf. Whatever the hell you're going to give me, give me. And, oh, my goodness, and, it, and I see he shouts. Whatever the hell my name, uh, my name, by the way, on the Alliance character has more vowels. I don't think you can actually pronounce this name in any language. I made sure I like had like double to triple vowels back to back just because it seemed really appropriate. So I couldn't even begin to tell you what the hell her name is. But he shouts. It's in red. He yells. You know, so-and-so has saved it. Thank you. And I went, that's nice. Thanks. Give me my, you know, give me my silver. And I take my money and I turn around and I leave the building. And when I come out, there is the entire town out there. Right outside the building. All guards are kneeling before you. All, like, vendors and, and just random, you know, NPCs walking around are cheering for you. Hell, even the chickens were jumping up and down for you in cheering you for doing this. It was extremely cool. It was neat. I Personally, I, I love that kind of thing. I think that's just so cool. Tell me, when, ever, after you have saved whatever from the evil sorcerer out in Ghostlands or the Barrens or anywhere, do you get that kind of reception? Now, some horde may say, well, we're horde. We don't need that kind of reception. We're horde. We know we did good. We don't need any of that. Yeah, you got a point, but it's just freaking cool. It's just freaking cool. It's neat. And I'm kind of like, hey, why did I have never seen this on the horde side? I'm a little like, I feel left out. My hordeness is feeling left out because we don't get those kind of things. And it just, it saddens me that Blizzard has decided to take that approach. It does. So those were, as far as quests go, oh, oh, the most sneakiest of all Blizzard bias, by the way, involves a repeatable quest that you, when anything you're killing out there drops these freaking crystal things. You get 10, it's the, you know, first it's a quest, you get XP for it, then it's repeatable. So every 10 of these you get, you turn them in, and you're getting them pretty freaking frequently. Every time you turn in 10 of them, you get a choice between three things, three buffs. I wouldn't even call them trinkets. I, I guess they're like, a, consider them a crystal potion or something. A one-time use thing. But you can do it, you know, keep turning them in. One, like, strength, uh, does, you know, improve strength for a half hour. One's improve stamina. One's improve agility. And now, even at level 70, I'm using, you know, potions and buffs and things. This would be freaking neat to have. And I don't think it's something that matters what level you're at. Maybe I'm wrong. I only played them to 20, so I don't know. But it was kind of like, oh, nice. I 
Again, I have never seen any repeatable quest in the grammar school board of this nature. So that is what I mean when I go on about it being subtle help. It's not, it's not blatant as far as it, it, you still got to do the same stuff. And for people who have said, hey, you know, they're there longer in their baby, you know, in their grammar school versus word. Honestly, I ran them both at the same pace and they both hit 20 and were done with their respective areas. So to be fair, like I said, this was an experiment. I was trying to be completely, you know, objective. They both finished about the same time. It took them, they were both the same level. It wasn't like the drain I was now level 23, but she's still there because there were more quests. They, they pretty much ended on the same note. But it was just little things like that that I noticed that I went, hmm, not cool, Blizz. Really not cool. Because I, for one, love a cool quest. And I have said it. I love the whole NPC deal when they match up with an NPC. Let's go. I think it's just neat. Just that cool. It's different. That's why. But no, we don't get that on the Horde side. Of course not. <laughs> no, no, we don't get that. What I did notice, though, see, that's the Blizzard side. Now, here comes the player side, which isn't much to tell you, um, because most of you already know what I'm going to say, or maybe not. On the Alliance side, I did notice I was not bothered by anybody, really. Aside from the one Draenei Paladin who slapped me in the face to duel and then ran away. That was really funny. Uh, and I actually, <laughs> it was a wonderful moment, I must say. I had a night elf in my face who did the same thing. Invite to group. Smack. Didn't ask beforehand. It just bugs me. Invite to group. I declined. They start spamming it, crying and following me. And it dawns on me, oh, I can talk to this person. Like, it took a few before I was like, oh, duh. I'm the same faction. I can actually now speak my mind. And basically what I did was I turned and went, sod off, you whiny little night elf, and, and ignored them. Because they wouldn't stop spamming. I hate that. But it, felt, it made me feel a little better to say, go Go piss off, you little pish. Leave me alone. But that was about as most as I got. Otherwise, no one talked to me. And now here's a couple. Here's the cat. No one helped. No one helped. I could have eight mobs with the eight things I need for the quest I'm doing. Come gang up on me. And they would just run on by. They would just keep going. Or my favorite was when they would come on by, stop, look at you, having this hard time, and then run on by. That's my favorite move of all. Now, see, I have done it where if I see someone getting ganked by NPCs, and I think most normal people will do this, I will usually jump in and help them. Because, hey, it happens. You aggro too much. You made a mistake. You ran the wrong way. Whatever. I usually jump in and help them. And for the most part, if they're a normal person in return, they'll say thanks. Or they'll bow. Or they'll do something. And that's it. You move on. But no. Well, there have been times where I'll be running by and I'll see somebody in a fight. Because usually when I see someone in a fight, the first thing I'll do is I'll pause. Because I am look. what I'm looking at is their health and the NPC's health. And if your health is fine and the NPC's is almost dead, I think you've got it. You're fine. You don't need my help. And I move on. But if I see, you know, four things on one person, I'll usually stop to assist. Not out there. No, they just kind of kept on going. So on one hand, you weren't bothered at all. No one looking for group. Can you help? Oh, 
really, I was really surprised by how they really kept them like no one. Versus now on the Horde side, I get that's, you know, invite to group continuously. And it bugs if you're going after the same quest target, you know, Mr. Stinky Bottom the Elite that you have to kill and get his head because you got to get everyone's head. And you're there and there's another player there. You obviously both know what you're doing. You're both going after the same target and it is politeness to say hey you're doing this one too and they'll you know yes would you like to group sure and you go you do the quest it's easier it's faster nobody has to wait for a respawn you both do it huzzah thank you you both get the head done this random invite to group for general quests especially at that level no because that to me translates into i don't want to do it myself i'm lazy drives me nuts drives me nuts anyway so i got that a lot more on the horde side that invite to group a lot more chatter uh in the chat chats going on there's a lot more talk even though it was about nothing usually but a lot more looking for group well obviously we're looking for group we don't have npc help of course we're looking for group jeez sorry that kind of it was neat but at the same token all i could do is go hey we don't get this on the horn side nobody out in tranquilian could give a rat's ass what i do so those were just some experiments and that was through 20 and i may continue i may not because it's like well now it's going to get a little bit more difficult now we start getting into the more difficult quests and i'm not sure i really want to pursue this past that point but i did just kind of want to see up to a certain point what are we actually talking about here and yeah i kind of have to stand by my motto that blizzard favors the alliance yes and another thing I'm going to bring up... Actually, I'm not going to bring it up here. I'm going to bring it up a little later in the show. But there is something we have got to talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, we must discuss this a little bit. We have got to talk about the auction houses and how utterly out of control they are. Because they are. It's insane. Oh, just before we go to it, Because, yes, I've been going on for a bit about this. We're going to go into our first break. But before we do, I must just say this to say it and i mentioned that i started both these characters on the same server totally different though than what my normal servers are so they were by themselves they were as i say flying without a net they did not have a big level 70 or bigger character who has a lot of money to send them to send your alt no they didn't have that they started with zero and this is both of them they both started with zero and they both made their own money very slowly but they did it and i didn't beg and nothing like that it can be done so i don't ever want to you know these gold beggars yeah I need. you know what you wear crap armor for levels you wear that you know gray you're wearing gray armor because that's it that's all you got <laughs> that's all you can afford but if you save wisely, you can increase your funds. And if you, you know, get these professions rolling on your side, you know, of course, I did the same professions for him too. I did skinning, herbalism, the two grindy, you know, professional sell, sell, sell. So I don't ever after this, it just kind of like made me remember way back when, when like my hunter was back at that level and she had nothing. Like, oh yeah, it can be done. So all you people out there buying gold and begging for gold. Shut up. There, I have spoken. Now then. Now we may go into our first break, because I have said that, and I feel better for it. So, here we go. Break time. Yes. And here it is.
and that was Shot by Stowaway. Perhaps a little too hardcore for some people, but hey, I liked it. And now, well, you know, I usually give some kind of preview and buffer into, but eh, screw it. You know what comes next. Here it is. Coming to you from high atop the flight point over that livestock pavilion known as Thunder Bluff, it's The View from the Barn with your host, Big V. Big V. Big V. Big V. Been hanging out in Nagrand. That's just where I've been. <laughs> it's a good place to be. Yeah, really it is. I mean, if I had to have a summer home in Azeroth, you know, well, actually, Outland, as it were, um, I'd have it there. My other one would probably be in Stranglethorn Vale, but <laughs> uh, that's okay. Well, you know, hey, there's beach. Eh, it's got dead fish on it. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, I would probably live somewhere around Booty Bay so I could see that big gnome statue. I was going to say. Goblin, Goblin, that is, sorry. Yeah, they're both short, they're both annoying, you know. But anyway, out in Nagrand, I mean, I'm finding out what you have said about quests out there to be very, very true. Kill 500 of this. Then when you come back, I need you to kill 600 (laughs) of the next guy up. And then, then, when you're done with that, we want you to go with two or three of your buds and kill, you know, the Mac Daddy of whatever it is. I'm getting to the point where all I got right now are a bunch of damn group quests. Oh, dear Lord. At any rate, the interesting thing about Nagrand is um, I've gone on and on and on about the trampoline. We know about the trampoline. I'm not going to replow that field. But Sunspring Post, where you've got to go kill like 700 of these original Draenei-looking things. Right. We want you to kill 40 of these, and then you can come back and says, okay, now I want you to kill more. More. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I was just there. Couldn't you have told me just to take them out while I was there? No. I had, I had the rage. I had the rage. <laughs> the cow was pissed. I could have done it. But no, no, I had to come back here and tell you I took care of it. <sighs> I'm out there today. That I'm trying to... Now, what it was I killed? Scavengers and Raiders. Now, the Raiders, I kind of got a laugh because the weapon that they're using it looks like a big reflex hammer. What? I'm a gnome? I'm going to kick you? I'm going to do escape artist? What? A reflex hammer. You're going to beat me with a reflex hammer. Okay, well, game on. Let's go. So I'm in there killing these things, and all of a sudden I hear this schwank. Now, anybody who's played a warrior will know that schwank, when heard in the proper context, not uttered by, you know, me, is a sunder. And I'm sitting there, what? They're hitting me with sunders. What is that? I got pissed. I mean, sitting at my keyboard, I got pissed. I was insulted. I don't know why, but I really, it was just a grievous attack on my person. Sunder armor on me. How dare you? Here, have my devastate. Great, now i got to wait for the damn things to wear off. Ugh. I'm standing there. I'm standing, standing, standing. Okay, well, let's go to the next bunch now that their sunders have worn off. Because, okay, let's face it, when you put sunders on somebody, they usually don't make it out of it. Now, as in, you know, the NPCs, that is. You get the sunders on them, they're dead. They're gone. Boom, bye, see ya. But I don't know why, but this time, it just bothered me. Your reflex hammer. Sunder me with your reflex hammer, you pre-drama piece of crap. Gah. So, anyway, I see this little gaggle of them. 
and I'm thinking, okay, well, you know what? The scavengers go down pretty easy. You, know, you hit them with your shield, you moo at them, you know, you stomp and fart loudly, and they go down. Well, they have these two guys standing over there with them, with their reflex hammers, sunders at the ready. So I charge. I stomp. I rend. I devastate. I slam with shield. And I think, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. I can do this. And then the other two raiders came. Now things are getting interesting. Well, long story short, I pulled out all my get-out-of-jail-free cards, all those groovy little protection warrior things that I'm just now learning how to do. By the time it was over, I looked down, and dear Lord, there was carnage. Carnage <laughs> around me. I mean, there were like... See, there were three scavengers and three raiders. And scavengers, big deal. I mean, you use harsh language and they go <laughs> down. But the raiders and, you know, their reflex hammers are a little more difficult. And I look at my health bar. I've got like 12% health left. And I'm looking at all these sparkling bodies around me. And I just sit down and eat. Gotcha. It was a beautiful sight. You know, just chowing down on some cleft hoof ribs with bloody carnage all around me. Proud moment. Uh, really, you know, really, it was. Did you, by chance, in that very village, happen to do the escort quest? Not yet. Oh. One of those, <laughs> huh? Oh, my goodness. And the thing is, it, it shouldn't be as hard as it is, and yet well, no it is. Escort, no escort quest should be as hard as it is. Um, I've kind of gotten to the point with those escort quests that I don't do them. If you were too damn stupid to get caught... <laughs> I'm not helping you out because I know what you're going to do. You're going to run to the first elite mob you can find that's a skull to me, and you're going to start poking it with a stick. Or they spawn them. That's what this guy does. He makes them appear. They weren't there, and then all of a sudden they stand there and shout out, Incoming! Look, here they come! It's like, they weren't there five seconds ago. Yeah, if I hadn't helped your dumb ass, I wouldn't be in this situation. <laughs> I'll give it a shot. I'll put on the heavy metal. I'll put on the DPS gear, and uh, I'll just crit away. It'll be great. I'll die most uh, impressively. Anyway, no, I've given up on them because the NPCs are too stupid to be saved. I've, I've, the way that I see it is I'm actually helping out the Azerothian gene pool. I mean, if I save them, they could reproduce. Which brings me to another thing. You know, our, some of our listeners may know this. Some of them may not. But Big V changed his hearthstone in real life this week. But in preparation for that, somehow or another, I missed Orphans Week. And I'm not real happy about that. Aww. I wanted to take an orphan through chat. Aww. Yeah. I wanted, most of all, though, the floating eye that drooled and slept and all that. The other thing I found out in Nangrand... Winrocks. I've developed a hatred for Winrocks. <laughs> There's just no... First of all, I hate all the birds in this game. Every single freaking one of them. Yeah, I, yeah I'm not even sure I like the mount. I, I like the uh, taxi service. The Winrocks. I mean, I... Well, not even the Winrocks. All the freaking birds. Okay, the worst ones... The ones that are coming to mind... I think that... Aren't they the ones out in Desolace? First of all, you get diseases from the birds. Yes. You know, let art imitate life. God. <laughs> you know, hey, I know that there are probably some of our listeners that have pet birds. You know, rock on for you. Um, glad you enjoy them. I myself, no. Call it a Hitchcock thing. I don't know. Not afraid of them. They're just dirty. I'm going to get emails now saying, what do you have against birds, Big V? <laughs> Uh, uh, boy, okay, open mouth, insert hoof. Uh, 
Um, we're on time and on target here at For the Horde Radio. Uh, anyway, but yeah, these birds, they fly around, they aggro like something that aggros a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> insert witty comment here. <laughs> they aggro like that. That. Those things. <laughs> Those that things aggro. That aggro. <laughs> and they give you a disease. And not just any disease. No, 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 no. It's the special disease. It's the one that lasts for 30 oh, minutes God. and is worse than freaking res sickness. Worse. Damn it. Yeah, and it's the yellow one. <laughs> you know, it's the it's the yellow debuff that comes in 30 minutes. Oh, damn. Yeah, priest or a pally or something around here <laughs> anybody oh god <laughs> hate the birds and the wind rocks especially you know the the low level wind rocks are not that bad no you know they're polite. Yeah, they're, they're polite they they die they don't call their buddies and there you go the other wind rocks they're all just kind of swirling around there where are we you know silithus they look like they're flying around scenario um, the scenarian, whatever it was that I didn't do. Because I was just so hot to get to Outland. Aren't you glad you did? <laughs> yeah, because I'd have been futzing around in uh, Silithus for God only knows how long trying to get to 60. Yeah, not sad that I missed it. Missed the plague lens, too. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm sure many people have and, and should be grateful. Back yeah. in my day, that's all we had. Grumpy old troll. Oh, God. <laughs> Here comes the grumpy troll. Not the grumpy the troll. The grumpy troll. Oh, God. <laughs> you when you're when you're sitting at seventy and the next expansion comes out, you can sit there and be the grumpy old Torin when you see all this stuff come in and all the new places and have people complain about it, and you can sit there and say, "I remember when all we had was Outlands, and we were happy. Damn it, we were happy. We have it. We were happy to have those Wind Rocks." Yeah. Well, the thing about it is, though, I don't think I've paid that much attention to it. Really, I mean, I don't remember what's been elite and what's not. I mean, I remember which quests are a pain in the ass, but as far as stuff like that, I'm, I'm pretty clueless, really. I mean, I'm not that astute. I mean, it's like, go kill those things. I mean, seriously, a Tauran warrior's intellect is 15. You know, we've, talk, we've, yeah, talked, we've about talked about, about this, with, this yes. which actually, uh, that leads me to something funny with a, well, not funny, it's just kind of ironic. I think it speaks to the Drana of the world. They're these murk blood putrefiers or something like that out in uh, Sunspring Post. And they cast this tainted chain lightning thing on you. And I've always made sure that we're going to slam, shield slam real quick. Whack, okay, yes, you're interrupted. One of them got by me once today, and I looked and I saw what it was, what this attack did. It dropped my intellect by 15. <laughs> so, you know, really, <laughs> I only had 15 to start with. <laughs> you know, the lizard brain, the lizard brain of the Tauran just kicked in. <laughs> Me smash stupid Drana, swank. That that swank wasn't a sunder. That was a, a shield slam. Ah, okay. Yeah, there's a difference. We have to clarify which swank means what. Yes, actually, that's more of a bomb. It really speak, you know, it dropped my intelligence to nothing, which meant I was standing there, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> it was just swinging the axe. Hello, Mr. Taring. <laughs> um, and just flogging at this little squid face thing. And I'm thinking, okay, this is a guy that doesn't know his enemy. See, big 
bovine warrior comes bounding towards you. And what spell does he cast? The one that drops his intellect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Warriors don't use the intellect that much. Pallies? Yeah, they could. Sure. Warriors? Not so much. I'm kind of jumping around on you here, but uh, as I was cleaning out stuff to move my hearthstone, I came across some uh, uh, some papers from you know moons ago when I, ha- I had a rogue at one point. Yeah, I played a uh, I played a gnome. I think I've mentioned that before. I played a gnome rogue, and just for a little while, I think I got him up to like twenty, uh, and then realized the error of my ways. Not unlike when I played the human priest. At any rate, I was looking at the stuff that I had written down. You know, we've talked about how. Um, you know, I was that noob who, well, <laughs> I was looking at the gear that I had this guy in. And I, at the time, I had just kind of assumed that anytime you got green gear, rock on. And I was looking at stats, and I didn't understand them, etc., because I was an idiot. And, well, really, I had nobody to tell me, you know, okay, really, you don't need that, you need this. Right, right. Because I thought, you know, all gear was kind of the same, it just had funky names. Mm-hmm. I had this guy, and I had this rogue in, like, intellect and spirit gear. I was just looking at this, and I was going, man, and you made it to 20? <laughs> just this big mishmash of green gear that was all just crap. Well, these are things you learn. This is true. See, get me to say one word, and God only knows where you're going to wind up. You know, we, we went from pre-Drana to uh, me playing a rogue. Anyway, and, you know, rogues look like they're tough characters to play. They really do. I mean, they're, they're all about the positioning. But they look freaking awesome in black. Yeah, don't they? If any class looks awesome in black, it's the rogue. I mean, seriously, I look at, you know, I look at the warrior, and he just looks like a refrigerator with arms. I mean, really, I expect somebody to come up and just open his chest piece and, you know... Take a brew out. Yeah, take out a brew, you know. Have you uh, seen a sidetrack about you mentioned the warrior armor? I've seen one uh, warrior, I believe, with wings. I think it's wings. Really? I thought it was wings on a warrior. Like, a, Actually, it's, a, it's like a shoulder piece, I think. Okay. But I saw a warrior run by me wearing this and went, Oh, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, I have not seen that. And see, right now, I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm starting to be more gear conscious. Really wanting to start doing some stuff. I mean, I re, I dumped engineering, which you know, Aww. yeah, I had to because it was just too cutesy. But there you get just, the helicopter. But if you yeah, seriously, though, if you see those things floating around in chat, they're always break. They always sound like they're about to break down. They do, which is hysterical. I got to tell you. Oh, they, it's oh, they stall. And let, let me just throw this one out here for you. I've stalled an airplane before. It's not that funny to do it. <laughs> I would imagine not. Yes. But, no, I picked up blacksmithing for um, you know, some of the armor, like the fell steel stuff at the end. I feel better about that because, you know, the engineering was going to be nice, but I was going to have a bag full of useless crap. Right, Stuff right. that I wouldn't think to use. So, as much as I like the stuff, and the other thing, I just could not... I mean, I was stressing out about this a little bit. It wasn't even my time yet. But you got to pick. you got to pick Gnomish or Goblin. And both of them are really for stunking. Neither one of them are a good choice. <laughs> really, what you know, the, the third option should be the school of engineering that's consistent. Crap that worked, okay? Because, you know, the Goblin stuff is going to blow you up or it's going to fail 
in midair, whatever it is, and you're going to see one of these little green pointy-eared bastards going, no, as you fall with some cute little debuff there. Or the gnomish stuff isn't going to turn you into a chicken. <laughs> It'll turn you into a chicken or, you know, you'll be 10 feet tall for an hour. Change your hair color, make you sing soprano, whatever, and blow up. Uh, but no, I want the ones that work. Give me the stuff that works, and neither school has that. Now, I'm totally talking out of turn here because I didn't make it that far. All the reading that I did about it and all the schematics and stuff that I picked up. Okay, I can make a snowball machine. Right. That's just, you know what, that's just something to take up space in my bank. Right next to all the copper tubing and the bronze framework and the freaking widget of the week. I mean, <laughs> so I switched bikes, man. Because it's something I can, it's something I could eventually use. Well, I mean, not right now. I mean, I could, I could really trick out an alt, a level alt. Here, have these copper britches. Enjoy. I mean, right now, everything that I've got, you know, says, you know, this is plastic. You know, you look at it too hard and it's going to break. But you know, it'd be great for an alt. And, you know, the mining goes with it. Mining is just not a fun thing. I mean, really, actually, none of the professions are fun. I think the most interesting one that I've seen, though, is tailoring. I've been, you know, I've had a few char- I've had a few characters, and I've uh, made them tailors. Tailors can make some useful stuff. Well, they're the bag people. Exactly. And they'll make these, you know, like the TARDIS bags. You know, you can hide your character in it. <laughs> Hey, what's in this bag? It's a Taran warrior. Swag. Oh, now that's a good idea for a tailor. Make a bag that, talk about, you know, an aggro reset. Yeah. It's a bag that you hide in. Exactly. You go, <laughs> yeah. you, you go in the bag and you automatically lose aggro and all the NPC monster sees is a bag. Can you imagine <laughs> that in somebody's, like, in these, like an Ani fight? <laughs> all of a sudden you got, you know, however many people in a bag. <laughs> Everybody in the bag! Come on, Go, quick! Quick, everybody in the bag! And you see, you know, 20 bags littering the inside of this cave. <laughs> that would be pretty fun. I'm still a fan of the box, though. Yeah, oh, the box frogs. I, I'm totally into the box to, you know, as in a trinket to lose aggro. Then you'd be, you know, in Indiana Jones, the last scene, Raiders of the Lost Ark. There's Ani, and there's a bunch of boxes. I think that'd be really fun. But anyway, yeah. I digress. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I'm totally down with that. Like that. Um, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> I just had to put that in there. I'm sorry. What were we talking so, about? Okay. Sorry. Uh, I, I went off track. Yes. I mean, let's face it. Herbalism is a really very useful, but it's a pain. I can agree with this. It's a pain. I mean, my tarin, my the cow, dumped it. I mean, after getting really high, dumped it. I think it was like 335, 340, something like that. And I just says, nope, I want the helicopter. And, you know, off it went. Now, here's a question for you. Uh, and this is totally off topic, but, you know, hey. Why not? <laughs> there we are. I think once you get to 70, you're legit then. You've made it. You, you've kind of made it. And, you know, that's not saying that anybody, that that's just sort of the feeling that I get. I mean, I feel like I'm pretty legit right now at 67. I mean, hey, I've been around the block. 
You know, I've been through a couple of instances, you know. You know, hey, you've, you've I've been there. You've downed hogger, okay. Yeah. You've got whaling caverns on farm. Hey, I have soloed hogger. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> seriously. I, I think, you know, once you kind of hit, once you kind of hit 70, and I'm just kind of assuming here, you can pretty much say go scratch and do whatever you want to do after that. That almost makes, makes it sound a little bit, like there's a little bit of elitism there, but much as I hate to say it, I kind of think there is, because you look at all the content that's come out, and it's all geared for, you know, 70, yeah, high-level stuff. I mean, when I get on the Madge, I'm futzing around in the same areas that I did to begin with. Ain't no, ain't nothing new. Okay, great. They put a new town out in, what, Swampasaurus or Dustwaddle Marsh or something like that? Okay, great. Who cares? Yeah, thanks very much. Do not care. You know, give us something else. And honestly, though, think about it. Once you run through it once, it's old hat again. True. Once you've seen it one time, well, the first time you go through it, it's kind of like when the expansion came out. Ghostlands was brand new. You know, I remember it was a cool thing to not mm-hmm. know what's happening next, to not sure. know the quest like the back. Now I do. Now I got him down. Yeah. Again, it's so I think that's maybe kind of why they don't spend a lot. They did it so it's less painful now. It goes faster. Yeah, but you know, there too. You think about it. All right, what did they really make? Okay, they made it. They made another major city. They made another kindergarten. They made another middle school, and then you're out in the world again. Yeah, and that's exactly. just one. That's just for one race. I understand why they do gear a lot towards the higher levels because once you reach that, there is nowhere else to go. Yeah, and I can but see that. I, I do see why they do it, but I re- I do wish there was more mid-game, like newer mid-game content that they would throw in just once in a while would be nice. The Sunwell Plateau. I mean, God, I've been reading about Sunwell Plateau because I don't know how long. I mean, hell's gonna freeze over before I get to Sunwell Plateau. <laughs> I'm looking forward for the pressure to be off. And there's no, I mean, really, within you know, within our guild, there's no pressure that I'm aware of. No. Blink, no. blink. <laughs> to, uh, not, yeah, to, get to, to get to 70. We've got, I'll tell you, we've got some folks that are charging towards it. <laughs> and, um, you know, hey, just a shout out our boy Spooky. Congratulations on 70. Yes, congrats. Yeah, rock on for you. And, uh, hey, hope the uh, respect treats you well. Good stuff, man. Rock on for Stitch the Warlock. Yeah, I mean, I feel like once, you know, you get one up there, you can kind of take a deep breath now. It's like, okay, yeah, done. I've I've made it. I've made it. I have arrived. Yeah, once the cow hits uh, 70, you know, all efforts kind of going to go over to the match. I mean, it's not like I'm not going to log into the the cow anymore. But, um, I mean, I'll probably just, you know, stroll around, you know, Thunder Bluff saying, hey, look at me. I just want to stroll around. I'm going to walk. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to walk. John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever, walking down the street with perfect hair. There you go. (laughs) And that was View from the Barn with the strutting bell-bottom-wearing Torin Big V. Kind of scary thinking of any Torin in bell-bottoms, isn't it? I think so. But we thank Big V for doing that for us. 
earlier in the show, I talked about something that we're going to talk about. Now, I didn't talk about it earlier. I just kind of said, we have to talk about this, and now is the time. We have to talk about the auction house, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. We must, we, we have to do something. Something must be done about this. This is terrible. It's outrageous. I did, I, I, I don't know what to do. My poor baby rogue can't find squat that isn't hugely overpriced. What is it? I don't know. I just think everyone else thinks that they just have an all, uh, a main rather, to send their lower levels money. That's what I think. Have you looked? I don't know now across other servers. I know on my current server how bad it is. And it's not just one or two people. It's everybody. You look at the names on the list and you see all the different... And they're all doing it. They're all following suit. They're all saying, hey, hey, I want 30 gold for a pair of level 30 bracers. Yeah. Now, I have mentioned this in the past. I don't send money to my alt, really. What I have had to do, what I have had to do is send them, like, startup money when they first begin. I've had to send them startup money because try as legitimately as I have on my server, and I mentioned this too, it can be done. Yes, it can, but when you have the option, it's just easier to say, here, here's five gold. And five gold to a level five is a freaking fortune, usually. But what I'm seeing, and I, and it just, and you know what I'm thinking it is? I'm, I swear to God, it's the dailies. I'm thinking that's what it is, because uh, it was never this bad before. Now, I'm just talking about my server. And, I, and, and uh, the other server I played when I was doing my experiment, it was pretty bad there, too. But I know my server is absolutely insane. I can't dress my rogue. My poor baby rogue, I cannot eat it. Oh. It's terrible. You really have to do, like, bargain watching because I'm not spending. I'm not having my main fund my alt, you know, 40 I wouldn't spend 40 gold on my main, okay? Well, it depends. If it's a purple pair of bracers that had something like 112 agility, okay, sure. But not for an, an item that I'm just going to trade up on in a couple levels anyway. It's not, it doesn't financially, to me, make sense. And it's frustrating. Has anyone else noticed a huge jack-up in price in the auction house with this, with armor? You know what sells back to normal? You know what sells like, you know, typical normal stuff? Stuff like of the spirit. Does anybody want of the spirit? I mean, I know spirit is very important, but it's one of those like, eh, kind of, it's like the bottom, like, hmm, I have a choice between stamina and spirit, eh, screw spirit, okay, you know, or if you're trading, when you have to trade, um, when you're upgrading, <laughs> not that my rogue is ever going to upgrade, I swear my poor rogue is going to be in this, like, crap that he's wearing, he's almost 40, and he is wearing stuff that's, like, high 20s, low level 30s, because he cannot buy anything, it's too expensive, poor thing, but you, when you go to trade up, you look at it, and, like, you compare, it's like, ooh, I'm going to be losing five points of stamina, but I'm going to be gaining, you know, three strength. Hmm, and you have to weigh it. When you have spirit in the mix, I don't even put it into the equation. It's so... And that's probably wrong of me, because I'm sure high spirit is really handy. It's supposed to regenerate your health and mana faster. And I know that's great for the casters. 
of the game. The warlocks, mages, and priests, that's great for them. They want intellect spirit, but for the rest of us, I don't know. Does anyone really pay attention to spirit? Because the spirit stuff usually sells really bad. Like, like, can someone take this off my hands, please? I don't want it. Can someone just take this piece of crap? So, yeah, the auction houses are just, they're insane, and it's a frustrating thing. Because like, I'm not going to spend that much. And what I can't figure out is they keep doing it. People keep selling it, which means someone's buying it. Stop it. You're supporting this insane economy. We we have an insane, you know, what is this, gas? <laughs> we have an insane economy in real life. I don't need it in a game. So that's my, my general question to everyone. Have you noticed this kind of increase? And I swear it kind of coincided with those dailies popping up. The 70s can make so much more money on a daily basis. I don't. I don't do them every day. I'm lucky I do them once a week. That people are have, have like lost their minds thinking everyone's a millionaire. But now, like I said, I only I noticed this on my main server. And I noticed this when I was fiddling around with the, the experiment. But I wanted to see, and I, I just didn't have the time, but I wanted to see, how does it look on other servers? How, what are we talking about here? So as he's been sitting around doing well, nothing, I decided to put our friend Court on this one. And uh, what we have here for you now are the results of his investigation. So Court. Yes? What did you find out about the auction houses? I went to various servers for Horde and the Alliance to grasp the situation with the auction house prices. I took into account many factors, including time zone, server type, and overall age of the average player. Here's what I discovered. You people are greedy bastards. Some people are so greedy it makes me sick. I cannot believe some of you people. 20 gold gold for a pair of boots for a level 13 character that's ridiculous it's selling to the people who buy gold and you just don't care so long as you get your piece of the pie you gluttonous pieces of well not necessarily there are some who have higher level characters who legitimately earn that gold and just sent it to an all that may be so but it's not taking into account the new players of this game the new players who don't have anything yet, who struggle and toil for a few silver per quest. Why do you need to sell a level 5 item for 10 gold? You don't. You're just being greedy. Was this across the board? The few servers I investigated were all the same, and it's both sides. No one side is innocent on this. Well, the common theory on this would be the uh, when in Rome. If everyone is selling high, then you sell high too. So you make the money and you're able to buy gear. That principle works sometimes. On some servers, that seemed to be the way of things. And on others, no. Some servers, you could sell 10 light leathers for two gold. And someone in 10 minutes would buy it. Other servers... The going rate was so low, it was almost better to vendor it. You didn't always make the money. So it was more of the gear than items. That depended on the server. But gear, yes, was usually outrageously priced for low levels. Seeming to believe that everyone has A, a level 70 who ran dailies all the time, or B, someone who buys gold. 
In either case, it made for a very frustrating time as a new player. You people out there, overcharging ridiculous prices for low-level items, you suck. And I hope one day, a high-level mage comes along and throws a fireball up to your twinked ass and then corpse camps you for hours on end until in a fit of aggravation you attack your computer forcing your parents to make you throw out the game and start a new gaming career playing checkers all right calm down i condemn you to a life of checkers what do you think of that <laughs> i think you've lost your mind so have you stuck with any of these characters you roll Maybe just one to see if the situation improves. Really? And what have you decided to play? I don't remember. Is that it there on your screen? Um, no. What is that? A blood elf priest? Yes. A female blood elf priest? Yes. <laughs> you don't strike me as the priest type, let alone a female blood elf priest type. It was just one character I picked. She has Tammy Wanette hair. Your point? No point. Just making an observation. And did you join a guild? I thought it would further my research. What? Are, what is her name? The Poofarina Pink Boots? Yes. And I see you are wearing pink boots. They were a gift. And, might I add, I didn't have to spend... 20 gold on the auction house. Either. Right, 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 right. What's your character's name? Kissy Fox? I don't see what my character's name has to do with anything. <laughs> Kissy Fox of the Poofarina Pink Boots killed. This is an invasion of privacy here. Oh, what are they saying in Guild Chat? Princess Poofy is asking who wants to come on the daily flower picking run. Heal much on that one, do you? Get away from the screen. <laughs> Wait, Princess Poofy says, Kissy Fox, are you coming? You are such a ray of joy, it won't be the same without you. That's it. See if I do research again for you. <laughs> you're a ray of joy to who? Tur turn the mic off. Because <laughs> if you're a ray of anything, joy wouldn't be the first word to leap to mind. Give me the mic. Turn it off. Turn it in off. So, as you can hear from our, uh, our little research gathering session, it, it seems that this auction house situation is spreading. And it must be stopped, ladies and gentlemen. It must be stopped. I don't know how much more of this I can take. It's terrible. So, let us know what it's like on your server. Let us know how things are shaping up on your server, if you've noticed this. And we, we thank Court uh, for taking the time to go ahead and do that for us. And uh, to the 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 Poofarina Pink Boots Guild, um, <laughs> congratulations on your new member. Okay, to get away from that, we're gonna go into this. Do you like these technical terms we have here at For the Horde Radio? I know we we hope we don't we, we don't go you know over your head here with these in-depth high-tech terms we're using. Anyway. As we, we're going to move away from that topic right now because there's only so much you could say about it. And we're going to go into something that I have often wondered about. We're going to, well, well here's what happened. Um, often, and I think this, I think some other people wonder about this too. What are the NPCs talking about after you take their quest and move on? What, what do they say 
behind your back. Now, some of you sane people out there will say, why, nothing, Auntie Ed, they're, they're NPCs. Are, are you hearing them talk to you? But, you know, we don't take that as an answer here at For the Horde Radio. No, we don't. So we have snuck in a mic on two such quest-giving NPCs, and we listened to what they had to say. It was driving me nuts. I mean, all they had me doing was beating a hammer on some weird-looking cannon thing and turning around and walking away from it, standing there for a second, and then walking back to beat on the cannon again. It was the stupidest thing. Can you believe that? I mean, how stupid is that? <sighs> Sounds like a real pain, yeah. Well, after four weeks of doing that 24-7, I had to get out of it. I was begging for a change. Well, you can't beat this gig. This one is really sweet. Yeah? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, look at this. We've got shade, no sun in the eyes. Uh, later on, when it gets really dark, we've still got the big yellow things over our heads. Lights up the whole area. You don't need a torch, you know, so you can read, you can play cards, whatever. In fact, if you wanted to, you could... Dude, player. Oh, crap, right. Okay. Okay, check this out. Greetings, Elite Boy 22. You look to be a very powerful warrior. Perhaps you can assist me. My brother is soon to be married, and I wish to make him the ceremonial gown of beer drinking and lounging about doing nothing for after his honeymoon. To do so, I must have twelve feathers from the Ajibwa ear-biter bird that makes its nest in the distant valley known as Mixia's Pitalix. You will find it somewhere north on this continent. But beware, my friend, that valley is sometimes guarded by the roaming packs of Peleoractage of Escatementos. Green ones. And they bite hard. Bring me those Ojibwa feathers, and I will reward you with your choice of the following. The leather bracers of intense bladder control, the quarterstaff of Dixie whistling, or... The crumbling great sword of annoyance, and fourteen copper. Go, my friend, and may success climb up onto your shoulder and crap down your back. Geez, you really do that well. Thanks. It's easy, really. I mean, I've had I've had months of saying it a hundred times a day to get it right. You'll be just as good in no time. Oh, I don't know, man. I never used to talk to players. I What? I get kind of nervous. What's to be nervous about? Just remember, they need you. You don't need them. Ah, here we go. This one's yours. <sighs> okay, here goes. Well met, Rapidude. Have you seen my book of warding anchor? I lost it in the swamp. Bring me the book, and I will reward you with... Listen to a word I said, son of a... Buddy, it's going to happen all the time. It happens to me, too. More than half these guys don't give a crap what you have to say. They just show up, they get the quest, and they come back when it's done. Well, that just bites. I mean, I rehearsed that thing I this know, morning for three hours. Bites. Look at the bright side. Bright side? Yeah. Standing here 24-7 and not moving can really suck, but believe it or not, there's a bright side. Well, what kind of thing is it with it? I mean, they don't even look at you. They got nothing to say. The women don't even smile at you. 
All of them, they just run up, they take a job, and then they run off when... What? What? Well, why are you smiling? What? You get to jerk these people around something fierce. Yeah? It's the truth. I mean, look at this guy coming down the road. Here, check this out. I sent him off for those idiotic bird feathers two hours ago. He probably spent the first hour just finding that valley, and then another hour killing about 60 of those birds just to get a dozen feathers to bring them back here. And in the meantime, he got his ass kicked twice by those Peleoractajaba Skydementos. Watch this. Back so soon. <coughs> shh, shh, quiet, quiet. And successful. Thank the gods that a warlock of your magnificence came to my aid. <laughs> quiet, quiet. Perhaps you would be willing to prove yourself even more valuable to the cause. I am something of a naturalist, and have studied the fragile and delicate ecosystem of that valley. And many have remarked that there is something wrong with the fierce and deadly Peleoractage of Ascitamentos. Their numbers are dropping, and it is the wish of the gods that they be protected and allowed to flourish. I may be able to find out what's wrong with them if I study their spines. We must save those poor creatures. Can you return to Mixius Pitalix Valley and obtain eight of their spines for me? I will reward you with your choice of the corrugated shield of nastiness, the wooden dagger of mud picking, or the bubble blowing mace of lunacy. And fourteen copper. Thank you, warlock. You are a true friend and great adventurer. <laughs> you see the look on his face? When, when I told him he had to go back to the valley. <laughs> And he, and, he, and he does it. I thought he was going to take it. He gets he back on his so... horse and goes back. And the stupidest thing, the stupidest thing is... What? What? <laughs> the quest. The quest doesn't make any sense. Tell me about <laughs> it. We must save these animals. Go and bring me their spines. <laughs> and and you know what else? You know what else? Listen, listen. He's going to have to wipe out like 80 of those suckers before he even gets one spine. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Sure. <laughs> well, that's that's not the best part. <laughs> it's it's not. <laughs> no, no. Guess what's the best part? Come on. Check out your script. Huh? Where? Check out your script after the book thing. Look down. You get to send him back to get twenty of their tails. <laughs> <laughs> Priceless. <laughs> oh, man. You do this long enough, you get a pretty good idea just how stupid they can be. <laughs> They'll do any damn thing you tell them. And the stuff we're giving out for it is total crap. Okay, okay, I get it now. <laughs> I get it for sure. This gig rocks. You want another beer? Oh, yeah. So what's, uh, what is that, what is that Peely dingo thing? Peleoractajabascatamento? Yeah. I haven't got a clue. <laughs> you don't even know what the thing looks like. Man, I wouldn't know one if it was chewing on my privates. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> you 
So now we know. Now we have a pretty good idea what happens after we take a quest. Hmm. That was, of course, courtesy of Anum5 of IDDFOS. And we thank him for, for whipping that up for us. Finding out exactly what the NPCs were saying. Well, we have bounced around here uh, a lot on this section of the show, and it's break time. And even if it's not, I say it is, but it's break time. So we're going to just, just, just have a break. There you go. That works. Sure.
wow, I have just dated myself by playing that for you. Because that just has the feel of 1980s written all over it, doesn't it? God, you know what's... Oh, dear. I just had a very frightening thought. Some of you listening to this show were not alive back in the 1980s. Oh, my God. Anyway, that was Tracks End by Vask. And both of our fine music selections that we have played here for you today can be found at GarageBand, www.garageband.com. Many, many fine and upcoming musicians there. Very good stuff. But let us move away from from the old, and now we are going into the now. And we have a, gr- well, what I think is awesomely cool. We have, now, now last week, we, last week, last show, we missed out on our friend Zog's block because he was stepped on by the Reaver, and it was really gruesome. There was this poor little forsaken unhand coming out of of the dirt in Outlands going, hit me! So we, we missed out on his blog last week. But to make it up to you, not only do we have his blog, we in fact have Zog. Hey, Zog! Give us the blog, man. Don't make us come and get it. Hello, one and all, and before I begin, I'd like to apologize for my absence on the last show. If you think Black Rock Depths is confusing, you should see my bedroom. Anyways, as always, I thank Auntie Ed and Big V for having me as part of the podcast, and now that that's settled, let's get down to business. Now, I know before I promised the world that I would have bought a WoW card by now, but alas, the fates are against me, it seems. This is mostly comprised of one major fact. It's impossible to get one. Now, you see, I live in the country bumpkin, British Columbia, Canada. This is about an hour and a half's drive away from anything truly with a deep decent shopping located vicinity, save one store, that is the infamous Walmart. Now yes, Wally World does stock the sustenance we need to play well, but yet again, problem. They only stock about four cards per month. Now in a town about 16,552 people, with maybe about 4,000 of us who play, oh wow, this is just the youth alone. Using WoW cards, that can be a bit of a problem. So, you know, once every two months, we have brave addicts that decide to face the horror of the that is the outside world in an attempt to make the voyage to the sacred Wally world. But from there, at that point on, it's a war. We fight every step of the way in a battle to reach those cards. Push, we shove, we kick, we bite, we gnaw, we dance, schmance. It's absolutely brutal. People are plowing through each other to get these things. I'd like to dub, dub this momentous event the running of the geeks. This is to be compared to the running of bulls in Italy, only instead of idiots run- thinking they can outrun animals twice their size and four times as strong as them with horns, you have a bunch of uh, addicted youth overrunning poor unsuspecting Walmart shoppers. Now, furthermore, some of us uh, will get there only to realize that they've forgotten their wallet, i.e. me. So it looks like we'll have to wait another no- month before I immerse myself in the world that is Azeroth. Speaking of which, uh, I'd like to point out that Wizard's growing incredibly thin on villains, honestly. I mean, after we take care of the Lich King here, you know, after we Arthas has his big dramatic battle and la yada yada yada, I am the Lich King, blah blah blah, smited, who's left? 
I mean, Deathwing's gone, Kiljaden's gone. Um, they're gonna have to pull another writer's cop out at this point if they want to bring out more villains, because they've been, we've basically hack and slashed our way through everything in existence. Yeah, no, another point I had before, you know, losing track here was that, um, apparently in the next update, or well, update, the next expansion, Wrath of the Lich King, which, by the way, will probably, you know, you're all going, oh, yay, 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 comes out this year. I, I so, 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 so doubt that. Blizzard is the god of pushing back, you know, release dates. I had a question, uh, well, thought, really, about the, um, interface options, how you look, and all that stuff. Um, with the Undead, I always found it kind of lame that you couldn't change what race of Undead you were. I mean, you could be a human Undead, and that was it. Which, you know, not that I'm complaining, but they kind of look stupid. I mean, how cool would it be if you could be, like, an Undead Tauren? I mean, you'd still have all the same racial features as a regular Undead human, but you'd be a freaking Undead Tauren. If you ask me, that looks pretty freaking sweet. Walking around as an undead night elf may actually give you a, somewhat of an explanation for the glowy eyes. Another thing, I don't know how many of you are aware of this, 2009, World of War, oh, not World of Warcraft, but Warcraft movie, $100 million budget, and yes, it will be live action. You know, I I, I read this and my brain exploded, it, it was brain ninja that was sitting there for five minutes with my mouth open going, oh my god. You know, as amazing as it may be, there was one teeny weeny weeny little thing that kind of irritated me. Yes, it's Alliance. It's pro-Alliance, which I find incredibly, incredibly, incredibly disappointing. It will be based on the First War, which, as I mentioned between uh, in my last Zog, which is now two episodes ago, that it was... The First War essentially had no plot at the time. I mean, now they've got this huge backstory that is completely amazing when, you know, several novels and graphic novels and so on and so forth. But originally, the First War was, you're an orc or you're a Freeman. Have fun, kill each other, let's see who wins. The movie will be about um, the Alliance facing the Fell Horde. I think that's what they call it anyways. The Fell Horde. Hopefully, you know, we'll have awesome CGI special effects or something like this to blow our minds out of the water. But yeah, I just, you know, without Blizzard, you know, you got a problem with, you know, Horde. Can't we have, like, you know, based on the Third War? I mean, that was, so far, the only one with any real actual plot to it. So why not throw that one in anywhere? Considering the fact that it's already a fan-based movie, so you're not really going to have, you know, 80-year-old women wanting to go see Warcraft, the movie. You're only going to have people who actually know what Warcraft is and is, and is about. World of Warcraft trading card game, uh, TCG. Uh, I had the privilege to, you know, go over to a friend's house and actually try some of these things out. And now, I don't know how many of the viewers here have ever played some kind of trading card game, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic cards, so on and so forth. But this, I was totally expecting another cheap knockoff of, you know, basically those games, as most trading card games are. But I was pleasantly surprised, uh, you know, surprised to find that it was in fact a very enjoyable game. You didn't have to face player versus player. You could in fact do player versus dungeon. For example, um, me and my friend, uh, my Rosal, uh, we did the Molten Core, interestingly enough. And this is how it works. You basically have three people, and you have one person who plays the raid deck. And the person who's playing the raid deck basically gets to play all the bosses and all the minions and deliver loot and all so on and so forth. And I, you know, that was a really cool experience so uh yeah basically wow tcg um it's kind of addicting go play it it's fun that pretty much sums things up for this you know month again you know uh i'm sorry i haven't been able to get a wow card it's bloody impossible that's not even a joke second honor for the horde that was great that was great that was zog that was zog telling us himself about his blog we thank Zog very much for, for doing that for us, and we hope you get a WoW card. 
We hope you're able to swing in there. You know what? Bring a mace. That might help you gain an advantage. You know, you trip other people. I don't. I wouldn't ever say hit somebody with that. No, no, no. Use it to trip or a big stick. That'll work. Nah, mace is a little extreme. A stick. And just as they're running, you know, trip them real quick so you can get that that wow card, so that we can get you back in game. That'd be great. Thank you very much for doing that for us. We have another. We got. Look at this. Look at this. Is an exciting episode. We have so many special things happening in this show. This is awesome. We have actually. I have. <laughs> no offense to Big V. Ha. I had a very cool, cool email come over, and there is a song. Yes, there is a song that was that was sung to me, and I I have to share it with you. I have to share it with you, because it's it's just it it just kind of brings a tear to your eye. Actually, it's so moving and and heartwarming. So even though we we've you know we already had our music breaks, but we're gonna have this one. What do you think of that? So、uh, we want you to just kind of relax and enjoy the minstrel that is me orc. Hi again. This is Miorg of Earthen Ring, level seventy, Orc Hunter, and I would like to sing my favorite female troll a song. So this is to you, Edwina. It's not easy being an orc, having to spend each day defending the battlements. From alliance thieves. When I think it could be nicer, making orcish bread, or jello, or slimy mold, or something much more delicious to eat like that. It's not easy being an orc. You're friends with so many other unsavory shoestrings, and the alliance tend to pass you over 'cause you're not standing out like pigskin sparkles in the water, or my ancestors in the sky. But orcs are the power supreme. And orcs can be cool and friendly, like. And orcs can be big, like an ocean, or important, like a mountain, or tall, like a tree. Orcs is all there is to be. It could make you wonder why, but why wonder why? Wonder. I am not, and I'll do fine. I'm beautiful, and I think it's what I want to be. Thanks, Auntie Ed, and don't forget to listen to 
the Long Ride Home Podcast at tlrhome.com. And thank you, me Orc, for sending that over. Wasn't that special? Just kind of, kind of gets you right here. Orc pride. And, you know, I say, you know, this just dawned on me that me Orc mentioned uh, the Long Ride Home podcast. You don't think that me Orc and, and Sauron are, nah. And before we launch into our emails, I have a couple of shout outs to give. Oh, wait, wait, that wasn't official. Hang on. Shout out. There we go. Okay, now we have it. It's official. Shout out time. And these are from me. I'd like to give a shout out to Baz and Orgalish of the Makers of Mayhem Guild on the Mandaron server for helping out Annie Ed and Insane Bot Priest Kenny in trying to down Dern the Hungerer. I'm sorry, no 67 Elite should be that tough was one of those quests I went back to. I realized my main never did it, and Canny was there, and it was, oh, let's go and take him down. We're both 70, no problem. <laughs> so she actually went on, I won't do this, she went on asking for assistance, and these two gentlemen responded, which was awesome, and helped us bring him down. So huge shout-out to you guys. And our next shout-out goes to our two new iTunes reviews which were great. So huge shout out to Arcanic, who actually likes the music I play. Thank you. Great review. And of course, to Sauron. Thank you very much for your great iTunes reviews. We absolutely love them. Fabulous. Thank you very much. And actually, I have a shout out to everyone listening. Yes, I'm giving a big shout out to everyone listening because I have noticed that we are, at least last I checked, we are on Podcast Alley, Under Games and Hobbies, the number six podcast, Under Games and Hobbies on Podcast Alley. So we are really thrilled and thank you to everyone who voted. I didn't even ask you to do it and and look at that. That's cool. So we are number six which is really mind-blowing. So thank you, all of you, very much for your continued support of our We Small Podcast. And now we're going to go into some phone calls that we got. Yes, we got a, we got a couple of phone calls from folks. And the first uh, few we're going to play for you come from our buddy Eskimod. What's up, FTH Radio? It's Busk. I took another break from a while. You know, it's just kind of been my grades and all that. You know, <laughs> you know how wild can be. And, uh, you know, if you're checking in, haven't checked your latest show, if this is the week that you produce it, uh, yes, just calling, telling you that your show is still amazing. So, that's all I really got. So, I guess I'll catch you later. Fun Lord. Benny Ed, um, I've I just finished listening to the Anum 5 part on the addiction letter, and I just gotta say that it's the funniest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. Damn! <laughs> wow, I'm definitely downloading International Detective Dragons, because it sounds like funny shit. Yeah, so I'm gonna finish listening to the episode, and I'll tell you more later if I just gotta say that, though. That was funny shit, Adam. By the way, if you I didn't say before, it's Esk. 
for the Lord. So about the internet, S, once again. You know, when you read off my email, I really liked the music. It was great. You know, the outtakes would be at, and that was pretty funny, too. So, um, yeah, that's all I just call to say for the Lord. And that's probably going to be calling again, because, you know, I probably won't have anything else to do. I ate. Thank you, S, for calling in. And, yeah, everyone needs a break from a while. I'm thinking I need a break from a while. <laughs> I, I think I've reached that plateau lately uh, myself with the game. But uh, very glad you <laughs> very glad you enjoyed Mr. Andy Ed's rant. As it turned out, many people enjoyed Mr. Andy Ed's rant. And uh, also, real glad you enjoyed our, our little recap of the script you had sent to us. We did have a good time with that. Thank you so much for calling in, and we hope we see you soon. And we have another call from our friend Sanahan. I'll let him tell you himself what he has to say. Hey, Annie Ed and uh, Big V. This is uh, Sanahan from the Cosmo Dama server. Or shall I say now, I have uh, made a character on the Mondrian server, same name, Sanaha, and I have joined your guild. Let you know, I'm going to be bringing a higher level into your guild pretty soon. I was going around to all the servers and deleting characters that, that I don't play no more. I have to come upon a rogue, a rogue um, undead at level 68. I'm going to finish up getting it to 70 and I'm going to transfer it over to the Mondron Silver and put it into the guild. So I'll be getting that one in there pretty soon. I just wanted to tell you all are awesome, as always. Um, I'll probably be sending an email too. And you all have a good day and keep the good work up. This is an awesome podcast. And thank you for calling in using the hotline. And cool. Undead rogues are cool. I'm sorry. They just look neat. Especially at level 70. <laughs> My baby rogue is nowhere near that. And he's not undead. But undead rogues, I've seen, they, they're very slick. And uh, we know you've joined up with us. And that's awesome. I haven't run into you too much. But we're very glad to have you. And thank you for swinging by and, and hanging out with us. That is awesome. And thank you, of course, for calling in. You know, before we get into emails, uh, we have to take a moment aside to be serious here. At For the Horde Radio, we do like to do a lot of playing around, and we joke a lot, and we make fun of a lot of things. But every so often, we do get a player who has a serious problem and came to us for for help. You know, it doesn't happen often, but it has happened in the past, and you know, right now is one of those times where, you know, we really kind of got to put on our serious hats here for a minute and um, and see what we can do to help this guy out because, as you'll be able to tell from the call, it sounds like he's hurting and. Yeah. You know, we just got to see what we can do because we do have hearts, you know, here for the Horde Radio. We're, we're going to play this for you now and, and just let you hear for yourself. Hi, Wild Help Talk Line. I have some problems. I I keep crushing low-level 60s in Hellfire Peninsula with the Fell Reaver, and and every time I group with a Tauren, I I get hungry. I just keep thinking of McDonald's. Help. Oh, God. Man. You I know, mean, that just goes right through me every time I listen to that. Oh, oh. Uh, if, if you aren't moved by that, you have no soul. No soul. Not at all. So, to any of our listeners who can help this anonymous caller, we, we, we implore you to please write in. 
with any suggestions you have to to help um i'm not sure what what advice we can offer you know when it comes down to same faction cannibalism more or less i mean i i don't know myself i don't know where to tell this guy to turn so we really encourage our listeners to please it, look you got big v all choked up uh can god please, i you know, you know I'm, 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 hold on i'm, I'm gonna need a minute okay you know? okay i understand Okay. Okay. But we, we we hope you can help our anonymous caller with this this serious problem he has, and and we hope things are better going better for you. And if you see anybody gnawing on the cow, please help, because I'm a little scared now. Well, not a lot scared, but just a little bit. A little scared. Yeah, well, yeah. I would be too. I would be too. Yeah. I mean, the the I'm sure that the plate will help, but. It's not the kind of plate that he's thinking of, I don't think. But we'll see. You know, um, you know, these are dark times. Uh, <clears throat> and from that, we actually have another call that has come in. And and though this one isn't near, this isn't as sad. But no, I'm not sure this one is sad at all. No, actually, but, I mean, this uh, one, uh, this one kind of goes to. Um, the, you know, the other end of things, it makes you almost say, dude, weren't you paying attention? You know, but... I mean, I have, is- I, have, I have a hard time working up sympathy for this guy on this one. Uh, uh, you know, all my sympathy went out to our, uh, our very confused caller earlier. This guy, uh... Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if he's even gonna make it to Terran Mill. Well, you know what? Let's just play. Well, we're gonna play the call for you, and you know, we'll yeah, let, we'll let you be, let you be the judge. Absolutely. Okay. Hi, well, Hotline. My name is Patty Cake, and I was Elf Paladin, and I have a question. Me and my guild were raiding Zella Man the other night, and this other guy came in, and his name was Green, and he was damaged. So, being the nice healer I was, I healed him, and I got the green name. And then we buffed, and everybody had the green name. The healer said it was the PVPs. Should I get, like, a cream for this or something? Okay, thanks. Bye. Okay, I just got one thing to say. Dude, did you not read the pamphlet in the starting area? You need, really? to, get, you need to get your butt over to the witch doctor uh, in Sinjin Village. Probably going to turn you into a frog. But after that, it's going to be okay. You know, what, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? Exactly. You weren't you paying attention? I understand you probably thought it was a good idea at the time, but now you see you know better. Yeah, I'll see if you, you don't know. do that again. Yeah, golly. Oh, wow. Just get over. Get, you know, I, I, how did you get out of the starting area? You know, I thought they gave out pamphlets about warning hey, about that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I did too. Really? It's oh, wow. I'm uh, taking it back a little bit there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, in, in this day and age. Yeah, really. I mean, you know, there's some social Darwinism going on here, mm-hmm. I think. So yeah. get over to Senjin as soon as you can and uh, go see that witch doctor. Gonna and help if he, you out. Yeah, and if he tells you to stay away from the voodoo, Do listen it. to him. Listen. Yes. If I'm not mistaken, he's right by the lizard vendor. Yes, he is. And, he, and make sure you don't swim for at least an hour after that. Oh, I'm sure the witch doctor will tell him that. But in case... I don't know, have you ever been to that witch doctor? 
he does turn you into a frog here and there. That's I mean, true. honestly, there are times you wonder how therapeutic can that really be. But you know, there was this one time I had this itch. And we move on because now it's time for the reading of the email. All right, we got an email from Zombie Skater, aka Thanis, on the Blood Furnace server, who writes, "I have some bad news. I had to get rid of my account because, well, a friend who gave it to me took it back." Oh, like man. I, I know. <laughs> like I said, I really don't care about seventy that much, but now I have a road called Thanis on the Blood Furnace server. Well, wish me luck and try to get back to sixty-three. I'm gonna email V in a sec, cause well, I gotta talk to him about the bunnies, cause well, I love the bunnies and would like to tell you I'm on your side about the bunny issue. Thank you, Thanis, for being on my side about the bunny issue. I appreciate it. And I believe he did send you an email. Yeah, actually he did. And um, calling me out a little bit here on, on my stuff. And uh, he writes to me, Dear V, I'd like to say, why do you kill the bunnies? Why do you do it? But I'm not going to offend you because you're a tarn and, well, I have to say your race scares the crap out of me. <laughs> as well it should. Now then, I'd like to throw out a shout-out to my guilds. Plural, yes, because, well, I'm in two because they're alley guilds. And when you get to 60 in either of the guilds, you get to go to the combined guild. But I'd like to show my appreciation for all the help this guild has given me. The guilds are Short Bus and GR Deli. Hey, I like that name. Best guild ever. That's my email. I'll try to do my best Moo and Blood Elf voice. Okay, and I don't even know if I'm going to be able to pull this off or not, but we'll give it a shot. Mo, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, Thanos, Blood Furnace server. And uh, actually, he did send a nice picture, which we're going to have up on the website, too, on his poster to save the bunnies from Big V. You know, that's okay, because I got pics of 20 dead that said four big So, he had a picture up there. That's fine. What? I can't hear you. What? Shucks. We missed what you said. Oh, well. Next email we have is from Falchion on Directionally Challenged. Hey, Fal. Who says, have you noticed a lack of world PvP? I say they should put the war back into World of Warcraft. One idea is that they should take down the language barrier. Ooh, I don't know about that one. I'm not sure if I'm going to go there or not, but it's an interesting idea. <laughs> if they do that, I can almost guarantee you that the sides would hate each other again. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking that's a yes. Another was that they should give rewards that make PvP worthwhile, such as boots or something. What do you think? Well, I like, I've often wanted to see the language barrier brought down, but I don't think on a permanent basis. I'd like to see, like, a trinket that you can win that's... It would have to be soulbound. It would have to be because otherwise this trinket would sell for too much money in the auction house. But that would allow you for like two minutes to speak to the opposing faction. That's pretty neat. You know, on the other hand, what I think, what I kind of thought about on that one is um, something that has to do with uh, intelligence. For example, you know, when you learn a language, when you're first learning, you can get maybe two words in ten, then you, you get better, you're five, seven. Right. You know, when you get up to fluency, you know, you get everything. Well, if you, uh, somebody buffs you with an intelligence buff, boom, you can all, oh, you can understand that a little better and you can actually get the whole thing but if you're just a if you're just a tauren warrior like i am you know you get maybe three words out of the sentence hmm, that's not a bad idea i like that too but so, yeah 
I know there is a lack of world PvP, and I think it's mainly because the servers can't take it, because they've tried, and whenever they do that, it seems the servers crash a lot. Yeah. But I do understand the frustration if you're into the whole PvP gig, and the world PvP especially, when they do like a big event, which they haven't done in a long time, are always really cool. And they're neat, and it's fun, but it crashes the servers. I don't know what to tell you about that, but yeah, language barrier down all the time, I think, would be a little bit of a problem. <laughs> you, you wouldn't have anyone left in game to play because everyone would be banned. <laughs> There'd be four people left in, on your server because everyone else got banned by Blister. There you go. But thank you for sending that in. And, of course, if anyone has uh, their own opinions or ideas, please let us know. All right. So uh, we get one from uh, uh, Bud Bloody Axe, who we uh, mistakenly called Blood Axe last yeah. episode. Sorry about that. Yeah. We, we missed the E. Taran Warrior, Intelligence 15. Hey, I got an owl. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, hi, Annie Ed and Big V. And the Big V, once again, was in big, bold, humongous font. I love that. This is Bloody Axe. I think I should have named him that name you gave me. It's awesome. Which was... Blood Blood axe. Sorry. (laughs) But I have big news. Last night at 6.48 p.m. Rocky Mountain Time, May 5th, 2008, Bloody Axe, my protection orc warrior and first tune dinged 70. Hey, rock on for you, man. Congrats to you. Hey, that's big stuff. I'm hot on your heels. Sure you are. I'm so happy that it's done, and he is, and now he is currently working on getting geared for Kara to be Brogram's main tank. I'll inform you with more info as he progresses along. I love being on the server with you guys, with my rogue, and Candy is one of the nicest and funniest people I've met other than you guys. She is. Oh, yeah, Candy rocks. If I ever write a song, it's going to be Candy rocks. But anyway, <laughs> Candy, no worries. I'm not a good lyricist. Anyway, uh, he goes on to uh, say that he knows that the uh, contest we had there uh, wasn't very fair, so he's not going to say that he won. About who would get to seventy first? Uh, right, right. Yeah. The second, I was going. What contest? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he says, "I want to say though, once you hit seventy, things start to open up, and it's like a new beginning. So good deal. Well, that's enough wasting your time today. Oh crap! Forgot to pay the gas bill again. Best of luck, and I'll be on from time to time to say hi. So see you then. For the horde, bloody ags. Cool. Yeah. Very nice on 70. Good for you. Hey, excellent stuff. Thank you for writing in. Yeah. All right, our next email. Actually, this is two emails from Culex of the Blossom and Blood Guild. Woohoo, Blossom and Blood. Blossom and Blood. Who writes, Dear Annie Ed, I have yet another story of generosity from Random Horde in the world of Warcraft. Having recently reached level 70 with the help of my constant companion and role model, Zerilis, I decided to explore some of those new dungeons in the eye i signed up in looking for group and waited for a group to form for the mechanar i overheard someone in looking for group channel asking for dps and promptly whispered that someone nymphatic responded i graciously accepted and their lot summoned me to the instance they all greeted me and then mounted up on their various flying things i thought nothing of it since it wasn't uncommon to see level 70s running around on flying mounts instead of land ones so i mounted up on my mighty pink war strider and watched as they all started flying away oh man i sat ground level and tried to kindly request my war strider to start flying but all it did was make impolite noises at me the group entered the instance without me and after a moment asked where i was embarrassed i told them 
I hadn't obtained a flying mount since I'd only turned 70 three days prior. Nymphatic asked me how much gold I had saved toward it. While I had been saving, I only had a fraction of what I needed. She opened a trade window and gave me the remainder of what I needed and told me to go get it. Baffled by this massive act of kindness, I blindly obeyed and followed her instructions of where to go get my mount while the rest of the group politely waited. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh. Just awesome. After I got my mount, the group summoned me back and followed into the instance, which in itself was an awesome experience. Several pieces of excellent hunter gear dropped and emphatic passed on each roll so that I might be able to win the need roll. The instance finished and a lot of us parted ways. In the following days, with the help of some of my guildies, I managed to repay Nymphatic's kindness. I don't understand where such generosity comes from, but I was very grateful for it. I would like to make that a shout out to her, Nymphatic of the underground horde on the Draenor server for her repetitive acts of kindness towards me, a complete stranger. Stopping Man. in mid-email here, that is fabulous. God, that's unreal. That, And I can just imagine, though, poor Kulex sitting there, okay, let's go, and everyone flying away, and you're just <laughs> sitting there like, oh. That yeah. sounds like something would happen to me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's like movie material or something. Yeah. Oh, you poor thing. But that was absolutely fabulous that somebody would just do that. Yeah. Awesome. Totally awesome. But Coolix continues with another story and says, By the way, at Zerilis's prompt, I've been asked to regale you with the events that transpired on Draenor last night. I was working on the Paladin I had started while under the impression that only Paladins could access the Death Knight class when my travels led me to Booty Bay. Since it's a neutral city, I have had to learn not to pick fights with the Alliance when there. As a result, I tend to have tunnel vision and leave as quickly as possible. However, I bumped into someone that made me want to change that. I ran into a specific human priest. His name was Gardetto, now of the Nice Crit Skill. For those who remember, Gardetto was the one who assaulted me on the Draenor server, who likes to beat up on lobies while I was visiting our friends over at Blossom and Blood. Uh-huh. Swung by and started repeatedly, like, corpse camping a level 7. And he's God. level 70, yeah. So that is who Gardetto is for those who may not recognize the name. Kulex continues, I promptly logged and switched over to one of my Alliance spy characters and whispered Gardetto. I asked him for a duel, stating that the honor of one of my friends was on the line. He enthusiastically accepted. I provided my race and username so he'd know who to expect, and switched over to Kulex, and hastily traveled the lands to the Grubashi Arena in Stranglethorn Vale, his choice of battleground. Thinking nothing of it, I arrived quickly as I could, strutting about in my pink ward strider, dismounted and quickly met up with Gardetto. I emoted a conversation with him, and he he emoted back, politely. Definitely not the priest I remember harassing Auntie Ed in the lobbies of Falcon Watch. I beckoned him away from the arena because I was aware that entering would flag me for free-for-all combat. As it was, there was an epic battle between a paladin and rogue and hunter going on. Gardetto followed me only but a few steps away from the arena and challenged me to a duel. I thought nothing of that. The duel commenced. I sent my warp stalker after him and fired off various shots. And victory was nearly in my hands. The entire length of the battle, he had been fearing me and even mind-controlled me a few times. With all that being done, I got him down to about 20% health before he reminded me of how dastardly he was. He mind-controlled me and made me walk down into the arena where the awaiting human paladin and now gnome rogue happily sent me to the graveyard. Complaining in guild chat, 
both Shishkababi and Zerilis volunteer to referee the duel and try to prevent any more foul play from going down. I have to agree with Zerilis. Gardetto is, in fact, a bucket of moldy testicles. <laughs> you gotta hate moldy testicles. You, you know, you know I do. I mean, you know, you do. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> very nice, Zerilis. <laughs> wow. Hey, hats off to you, man. <laughs> You've been listening to us for too long. <laughs> Several minutes later, after I rezzed, unflagged, and recovered, I challenged Gardetto again. The battle was just as epic as the one before. He tried repeatedly to use the same techniques on me, fearing me and mind controlling me near the edge of the arena. I kept my cool during the duration of the battle and finally guaranteed us a victory. I made Gardetto kneel before me, and it was sweet. I was congratulated by my guild members and spat on and rudely gestured by Gardetto. The alliance in the arena, which outnumbered us two to one by that point, harassed us and used sheer numbers to overrun us. It brought my attention that I had been going a little soft on the alliance, having rolled a night elf druid recently and making friends with various members of their number. The whole experience reminded me of why I hate alliance so much in the first place. After all that was said and done in the arena, I logged off and deleted my alliance character. But when all is said and done, Shishkababi, Zerilis, and myself procured honorable vengeance in the name of Anti-Ed. And that is from Cunex of the Blossom and Blood. Cool. Thank you so much for for salvaging my honor. I appreciate that very much. And yeah, and in a way, it's kind of good that you have these episodes so you can remember why exactly you, you hate alliances as you do, and and why they're they are what they are. Yeah, you can Yeah, you play alliance once a year to remember why you only play alliance once a once year. Once a year, exactly. But great stories. That is. That is very epic. I love that. And thank you so much for sending those in. Yeah, and you know, just as an aside here, how does somebody even think like that? I mean, I'm not that devious. I mean, I'm pretty ham-handed, but. How do they think? Okay, yes, I'm going to fear and mind control them into the arena where others will kill them. Really? That's just that. that yeah, it moldy testicles. What exactly. else can you say? What else I can mean? you say? That's it. <laughs> that just sums it up right there. So while uh, Annie Ed's catching her breath here from that awesome, just cool story, I'm uh, gonna bring you a couple from uh, Bucks slash Muzzy. Uh, who uh, write, has written in a couple. He says, I don't think that I'm that hardcore of a player. I'm only 15, so it's more of a hobby that I enjoy. When it comes to playing WoW or hanging with friends, I'll have to choose friends. Good for you. Real life is important. The problem with WoW is that it brings around the wrong crowd. I'm an in-the-closet player just because if I tell my friends, they'll probably think differently of me. WoW brings the people with an addictive attitude and personality to the game. People could be just as addicted to Halo Live, but as less frowned upon than with WoW. I don't really understand why, but it's true. I know that it's not an addicting thing to me because I could quit. I'm going to have to take a break from WoW in a while. Though I don't, won't be playing, I will still enjoy the show and listen every time. I'll keep writing in, but I won't have very entertaining stories, I guess. Keep it real. And he writes to me, uh, appealing to my vanity, as it were. <laughs> hey, Big V, how's it going, you big raging bull? I am a big raging bull. There we go. So there I was, randomly sitting in org on my mount, when we had an invasion of level 70 gnomes and dwarves. Everything was at our knee height, and it was pretty hilarious. <laughs> 
That's good. Well, I was on top of the end shooting them without them knowing it was me. You know, heaven. So hitting a gnome down, hitting a dwarf down. Doesn't wow. get any better than that. That's seriously good times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> After a while, there were only one, only half of them left. But I noticed one was attacking my pet that I had set to stay outside the bank and forgot to take with me. So I put eyes of the beast on and started attacking back. It was a noob geared level seventy gnome warrior. As a little sidebar, I think the fact that gnomes can be warriors is hilarious. I mean, little guys in big armor. So it was getting to be a close fight. My level 70 pet turtle that I raised since he was level 17 in the Oasis. I'm pretty proud of that. There's something to be said for that. I'll go I'll go along with that. After that, I noticed that my health bar was going down. A madge had been nuking me while I was in Eyes of the Beast. So right after my pet killed the gnome, I got killed. Sad story. Except the fact that I went back to my body and found the madge standing in the back hiding. He doesn't see me, so I take my time, put up my aspects and buffs and potions, and one aim shot crit that made him fall to the floor. Revenge is even sweet when it is revenge against a gnome for the horde. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, good stuff. And, you know, I understand there, you gotta kind of take a break every now and then. Oh, definitely. You have to. And you've got to, uh, you've got to go on your kind of real life quests here and there, you know. And, uh, And it's good you realize it's a game. Exactly. But I do know what you're talking about when you say that people will look at you differently. If you say, well, I play WoW, it's gotten such a bad rap that we have talked about and covered, uh, especially on our last show. People just look at you different. I know what you're saying, and trust me, I don't walk around where I work going, hey, I play WoW, because I guarantee you nobody would know what I, what to make of me then. Thank you for sending all that in, Bucks. Yeah, good stuff. So we get an email from Claudius of Directly Challenged. Yo, Claude. Awesome. Most of you know as Sauron. Who writes? So there I was, looking for LaSalle Fireweaver in Takara Forest, traitor to Alliance and Horde alike. Wow, talk about somebody without a country. Good grief. <laughs> I spot a Draenei Shaman fighting a number of Bone Shewer Devastators. He sees me as I am also fighting Bone Shewers. As I have no beef with him, I love cow jokes. Careful, <laughs> you're skating, boy. <laughs> I ignore him and continue on my stealthy way into the building that I think LaSalle is in. Now, this building is on the opposite side of the compound, so I think to myself, I won't be seeing this alliance fighting machine for a while. I can see my target, LaSalle Fireweaver, hears the commotion but doesn't react. She assumes that the two bone chewers that are attacking me will finish me off, this silly bear. She is clearly not afraid, as I am the only enemy in the building. Imagine my surprise as I see this Draenei shaman run past me since I cleared the way and hesitate to assess the situation. I'm concerned for his safety. Why? Sorry. Yeah, big question <laughs> mark, but okay. Okay. Uh, I yell at him to be careful as I haven't completely cleared the way. He ignores me. At this point, I think to myself, this little bastard is going to kill my objective and take all the credit for saving both Alliance and Horde from the evil doings of this traitor, a cheap ploy that some Alliance are known to participate in. For some, replace with all. No, that's not fair. I'm sorry. Anyway, this doesn't bode well with me. I think to myself that I would rather go down fighting than to let this little pish steal my objective and take all the glory for himself. I fire off a moon blast at LaSalle. Yes, this is a technical term for a druid's moonfire. 
LaSalle and two bone chewers I'm currently fighting, and LaSalle's companion, a bone chewer backbreaker, join in the fray. I know I'm going to die. There is no way I can take on all four same level enemies with a quarter percent of total health left. It's a foregone conclusion. I think to myself, well, at least I'm going down fighting, unlike that target stealing alliance drain I shaman. As a dead spirit, I make haste back to my body from the netherworld. I wonder to myself how long it's going to take me to get back to the known world of Azeroth. Then, a darker thought crossed my mind. I think to myself, just maybe, if I'm lucky, that Shami attacked LaSalle. And if he did, every mob that I was fighting is going to turn its attention to him. Which means, he will have to fight the four mobs that I was fighting. And if that is the case, he is going to be too busy for a while. If I hurry, I may be able to pull the same nasty trick he pulled on me. As I stepped into the main room, at my feet was the dead corpse of the Draenei Shami. His body lay there, broken and shattered, and I had to cry for the loss of such a strong and majestic creature. Again, why? But anyway. Yeah, was this with the octopus in his mouth, or without? <laughs> It was at that moment that I saw LaSalle, the traitor, looking at the Draenei body with a huge smug grin on her face. She continued to talk to her companions. I pounced on her. She became dazed and confused. Her companion shadow-bolted me, but I ignored him and continued my onslaught. She went down, and I quickly disposed of her companion. I have some advice for my Draenei acquaintance. I don't know your name, but I do salute you for your heroic efforts, and I caution you to take heed and not try to ace the Horde out of their assigned objectives for the Horde. That is from Claudius, Mandron server. Speed. Thanks for having me in, Very nice story. Thank you. Yeah. But what, what is with this Alliance Sympathy we're seeing here? Seriously, we, we kind of got a little Alliance love going on there. Well, you at least acknowledge that they're a jerk. We, we get right. that. Yeah. That's yeah. a good thing. Okay. Yeah. But, I don't know if I would have saluted them or not. No, and I definitely wouldn't have cried. I think no. jumping up and down would have been more of my style. But Dancing a wee jig. Yeah, absolutely. But, but thank you for sending that in. So, we have Andros that wrote in. It says, Hello, Annie Ed. I came across your podcast from IDDFOS. That would be International Detective Dragons from Outer Space and gave it a try, and now I'm hooked. I had played a Horde character when I first started WoW, but have been playing Alliance for a while now. Since listening to your podcast, I'm inspired to return to the Horde. I'm the kind of player that has always been courteous to my fellow players no matter what faction they belong to. I've even pulled excessive mobs off people from the other faction before they could be overwhelmed by them. See you in Azeroth. Andros. Woohoo! Woo! Alright. Go back to the horde. Alright, you gotta love that. And it's cool that you're 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 a good person that you pull mobs off other factions. That's better than I would be sometimes. No, I try to drag more mobs towards on usually. <laughs> but we're glad that you found us through IDDFOS. Fabulous. And thank you for giving us a try. Yeah. We hope you're enjoying. So Ichthid of Blossom and Blood Guild writes into us and it says Dear Mr. Big V. I'm liking that. I'm liking that a lot, actually. Mr. Big V. Makes me feel better about scratching in public. I've been digging back into the older episodes of For the Horde, and I noticed a consistency among a lot of the other listeners. And Annie Ed and yourself. It seems to me most of us have, at one point, played Alliance before realizing our mistake and re-rolling Horde. Myself, I personally was drawn in by the Forsaken, being fond of zombie flicks and other various horror movies. Hey, I'm with you. George Romero is the man. Anyway, 
Seriously, what's not to love about them? They have access to the coolest looking mohawks. The only other race's dance that can match up to theirs is the Orcs Hammer Time. They have those awesome glowing eyes. I know you love them. And let's not forget their creepy voices. Oh, yeah, they're racial. Cannibalized. When you go back and forth in PvP torment, sweeter spice to victory is there than devouring your opponent's corpse before they've released their spirit. (laughs) I'll go along with that. Yep. But I digress. Compared to the Horde, the Alliance are consistently pansies. Out of morbid curiosity, I've rolled Alliance to check out their starting areas and even to explore their regions for reconnaissance on my Horde alts. Well, that makes sense. I never thought of doing that. Let's list them off. The humans start out in a squishy, soft forest with some massive cathedral castle type situation. They're spoiled. I'm pretty sure they wake up with a pair of pink bunny slippers on. <laughs> the dwarves and gnomes wake up in the mountains. The dwarves. Okay, I can halfway stomach them. Unfortunately, they live with the gnomes. Enough said. The night elves. Their starting area reminds me of every Jimi Hendrix song I've ever heard. True. But we're we're down with Hendrix. So, yeah, although he did sing Purple Haze, not Purple Trees. So. <laughs> oh, and the Drana. Do I need to say it? The beasties they have to fight in their starting area consist of fluffy moths and flowers. I guess I'm going to join you and Annie Ed in being baffled to why people roll lines and stick with it. Unless it's for playing the game in easy mode, we're all aware the snowstorm people are biased, I have no idea why they'd stay aligned. They eat their own, and they're not horde. Okay, forgive my rant. Hopefully you know where I was trying to go with this. I seem to have gotten lost in my renewed hatred of Alliance. Thank you, Gardetto, for helping me see the light. Faithful <laughs> listener, Ichthid, a Blossman Blood. The blood, alright. Awesome. Sweet. Very nice, thank you. I Stuff. love that little recap there of all the starting areas of the Alliance. That was kind of neat. Yeah, yeah that's cool stuff. Very nice. Thank you for sending that in. Yeah. Darker Goth writes in, too, and he says, well, it's Darker Goth. Wait a minute. You yeah, I know. Said, I got you it. You said the name. I <gasps> did. I'm sure I'm going to screw it up at some point. But, okay, you know, then. today I got it. The Bladefist server writing in. I haven't written in for a while, and I know that you don't get many emails, so I decided to shoot one your way. Well, this is kind of like a shout-out, but it's for an alliance, and even more surprisingly, a night elf. Wait a minute, my heart just started back. Okay. <laughs> I know that you two were talking about helpful alliance, but that there isn't any night elf helpers. Well, here's one for you. As surprising as it sounds, I was out doing dailies, and I got mobbed by two dark weavers and something else, and she came by and helped me out. I had to look twice to make sure my eyes didn't deceive me, but there she was, a night elf priest. So I want to send a shout-out to... Okay, this is just... This name... I'm sorry. It's just a gratuitous use of the same vowel over and over and over. Elunala. I'm just going to spell this for you so people, so you can say, I mean, this is such a not elf name. A E L U N A L A A. Elunala. Yeah. Yeah. La 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 la. No, he's giving a shout-out. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah shout-out to the person. Yeah, I'm totally down with that. But, you know, you know, the only thing that this name's got going for it is it doesn't have like, old Stargate symbols over it. <laughs> that would be next. So, I wanted to send a shout-out to of the Dancing Divas Guild. Yes, the Dancing Divas Guild. 
Thanks for keeping up with the show, and I can't wait for the next one. You guys do a great job for the horde. Thank you, Dargagoth. Yeah, thanks. That's good stuff. And plus, you let me get a then a little spoon on the uh, the name there, and I'm not even going to get started on the guild name, but it's appropriate. But thank you. It is cool when somebody, even a night elf, when they do a nice thing, it's very cool that you call it out or shout it out in that case. Sorry. Yeah. Good <laughs> stuff. One. Good stuff. All right, we have our, our final emails here. So we have one from Garky, who writes, Hey again, Auntie It. Was listening to episode 17 again after a hard night's PvP. We won a lot. Rock on. And you mentioned whether non-combat pets could be killed and how you still weren't sure. I can confirm it's not doable. Because they're non-combat, they can't actually be targeted by any spells or abilities. So that's all good. But while Wiki does say if you hop into lava or fire with them will burninate them to death. Cool. It doesn't say whether or not you can resummon them, but if you remember the clockwork robots from Chris Wintervale, then you can pull them back out anyway. Cheers! And from Garky, thank you for saying I've been often wondered about the non-combat and you can kill them, but so long as you can bring them back out again, it's okay. Thank you for sending that in. Alright, we got one from Dickie here who says, hey, Annie Ed, got a little insight for you on that trampoline quest. In order to hit the nest, you have to dispel the floaty buff you get as you're over the nest. It's a pain to hit, and if you miss, you're in for about a 4 to 5k uh, fall damage, but it is possible. Just letting you know for the horde. Dickie. That's Dickie of the Stealth Geek Podcast. Right. And just as an aside, apparently, if you've got your carrot on a stick equipped, you can run up to, you can go get the buff, float down, mount up, go up to the hill that's kind of behind the uh, trampoline, and just run off, and you'll glide to the uh, to the nest. It hadn't worked with me yet, but I didn't have my carrot on a stick equipped. So we'll, I'll, we'll have to see. But anyway. And our final email comes to us from Bandel on the Mandron server who says, and this is very cool news, I've been told the expansion should come out on drumroll please November 4th just thought I'd let you know what I heard from GameStop thank you, that is a, a date Creepy. holy crap, a date not that I have much faith in it, but it's a date. So thank you for sending that in. Holy crap, a date. I'm very excited. Let's see if it actually is true. I am really not holding my breath here because Blizz is known to like put off their expansion dates. But that's okay. You know what? I'd rather them put them off than have them put out a shoddy product. Yeah, absolutely. I'd much rather see them take their time with it and put it out when they're ready with it versus, you know, oh, we gotta hurry up because we said. They did that last time. They did that with Burning Crusade. They went past the Christmas <gasps> Winter Vale, you know, target date that they were gonna do. And I know everyone was criticizing them going, oh, you're never gonna make any sales. <laughs> yeah, right. And they released it, you know, mid-January. and But it was a finished product. I mean, as finished as it could be. Obviously, there were bugs and some glitches. You're always gonna have that. But it wasn't rushed, which is good. I'd rather have them take their time, but at least we have a target date. So thank you so much for sending that in. And that is bringing us almost to the end of another show. I say almost because 
in flipping through my notes, I discovered a shout out that I forgot to give. Yes, see, this is why you can't give this to me. This this comes to us from in-game. This came to me from in-game from two of our newest members in the guild who said, oh, can you please give a shout out? And I said I would, and I jotted it down. And see, this is what happens when you give me this stuff verbally. Emails are always so much better. I have a hard copy. That's just a little helpful hint to anyone, by the way. <laughs> but this is a shout out to the Directionally Challenged Guild from offline and online, who are our friends from Australia who swung by on our server, joined up, and wanted to give a shout out to everyone in the guild for being just awesome and cool and fun, which we can be. I'm not. I, I'm usually a sir. I, I'm the grumpy old troll now. Come on. But we're so happy to have you. Time difference makes it a little tricky to catch up with you guys, but when we do, you guys are completely awesome. See, I, I'm enjoying them because it's like my generation of players. They remember stuff from before the Burning Crusade. It's like my generation. You remember when things were like this. Oh, my God. So it's kind of nice, but we're real happy to have you guys. And they're just tearing through the levels. Oh, my God. They joined my rogue was like, you know, 35. He's now 38, and they're damn near past. <laughs> Which shows you how much I played my rogue. Anyway, thank you. So, so that is a shout-out for them from offline and online. And thank you very much. We're thrilled to have you. And now we come to the end of another episode of For the Horde Radio. If you would like to write in, we have three, count them, three emails to write into. We have the main email, which is fthradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to write to Big V, his email is biggestv at gmail.com. And, of course, Zog of XP. If you'd like to shoot him over an email, his email address is n underscore p-r-o-u-t-e-n at hotmail.com. All of these can be found on our website, which is www.forthehorderadio.com. And, of course, our call-in line, 206-888-3130. Thank you to everyone for listening to this episode, and we hope you will listen again when we return in three weeks for another NPC snickering, Torin eating, auction house ridiculous pricing episode of We've been recording from the get-go, so you're set. Are you? Are you kidding? You've been recording this whole thing? Yeah. No, you do know, by the way, you are subject to outtakes now. Oh, are you <laughs> And just come back in with this. So there. What do you think about that, Mr. Bunny Hugger? Huh? Huh? Yeah. All right, then. That's what I thought. <laughs> God, we're getting ridiculous as a dead spirit, I make haste back to my body from the netherworld. I wonder to myself, why is there a f***ing motorcycle going past my window at that moment? Okay. Small country bumpkin town. We can only afford one mic here. <laughs> <laughs> one, one wow card and one mic and that's it. 
Oh. <laughs> well, that's out. <laughs> yep, that's out. That's out. <laughs> yeah, I had to say it, though. Come oh, on. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, give me a second here. I had something I was going to say, but my brain kind of just blanked out. You know, these are dark times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so much for can't Thank God this is audio. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm like trying not to crack up on this and too late. <laughs> I like that. These are dark times. These are dark times. <laughs> That's great. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I think we're done with that one.